welcome back. Uh, so, welcome back to Agro Contacts History. I've been away for a little while. Uh, I've been busy with life and uh, trying to just get things going. Different aspects of my life. School's still good. I'm a full year in. I'm going to talk about that in a little while. But the other thing I've kind of developed is a, a, a love for education. And I think I've always had that, but it's just growing in my way I am in my life right now, and I love it. So this episode, I kind of wanted to talk about philosophy within history. Um, you know, how do we kind of see things, right? Historians like to build upon each other in which, you know, you kind of have to, like, context. Like, like every this whole podcast is about context. And each historical moment in life, in your own life, in the world, whatever, has a certain context to it. You know? I realized what a lot can happen in one year. Like, let's be real. Think about it. With that, you know, so history has kind of changed and developed over time. And who's a part of it has expanded into more of inclusive narrative, but really just kind of opening creating that space I know I talk, I've talk. i talked a lot about space in these podcasts but creating the space for the narrative for the historian to do their work right to put historical method and historical thinking into action and realizing recognition to all these different things that we need to develop and learn they're important So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. The importance of the historical thinking. I hope you enjoy and uh, welcome to a new season. I'm super excited. You know, this, this has been fun. A lot of fun. I just saw this quote. Um, by one of my favorite historians. Who I had in school. Who said. Uh, this is Henry James. The quote. But that's not who. I saw it. I saw it on Facebook. We work in the dark. We do what we can. We give what we have. Our doubt is our passion. And our passion is our task. Think about that. I'll say it again. We work in the dark. We do what we can. With with what we have. We give what we have. Our doubt is our passion. And our passion is our task.
I just want to sit with that for a minute because think back, okay? Not about the shitty history teachers that you had because we all had them. But the ones that you really connected with and the ones, even if you're not someone like me, but you remember a good experience, like what made them so great? The passion. And it's also because I think that's where we should go with this world is teach everyone, no matter how old, do your passion, you know, not to get all motivational and, you know, deep right now, but do what you love. I think it's not that life is crazy. Life for the past two, whatever, how many years with COVID it's been challenging for all of us. All of us. And when you have your passion, you can kind of just struggle through it, but get through it. And that's the biggest thing. It's hard. You know, things... I'd be lying, right? If I said everything was, came easy, but... With historical method, it's kind of... And, you know, philosophy and that kind of thing. It's, it's, there's a lot of time that goes into it. <laughs> and I know that sounds cliche, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain more um, coming up. Ongoing study of growing pains, stress, all everything a human feels is what history is made of. Right? I also want to make the point that. I do think a little bit of historical thought and historical presentation and the power within thinking critically, not just historically, but historically you learn how to think critically. You know, we're losing some of that to, I think, just the how the world is shaping up to be. And it's scary, you know? I don't think people realize the power of history and 
thinking critically and we have to do more I know we've probably heard that more but you know historians do a lot they do a lot for a lot of people but what can we do more of is one of those questions that's always always ongoing within the field you know what are the plug the progress we've made, what are some of the negative things that have happened, how does society look at us as history, as historians, you know, and what else needs to be said, you know, what are we trying to get after? I do think sometimes people not just historians get caught in their own historical thinking. They think they know what's best for history or best for their museum or best for whatever it may be. Which is not always the case, right? Like, historians and the ones that I've surrounded myself with, you know, their thinking and kind of my toolbox, I know I've used that phrase before, my historical toolbox, my historian toolbox, that the framing, right, like, the only way that we're going to be able to keep history alive is to be progressive, do new things, show new things front and center, period, front and center, not in a room, not in a tiny space, front and center, these new ideas and concepts need to be front and center, that is going to help the public, different things, as different people, different historians study things. Now, you know, history isn't something that you put people down and you put something somewhere because you think it's right. You leave it up to the historian, those who created it, whatever it may be, and let them do what they're trained to do. Ask questions. Try to think historically. Find a few historians that you might like. Read their books, whatever the case is. But don't ever put a historian down in a way, per se. You know, I think if you don't agree, don't say anything, right? Um, because I will say this. I've come to realize and I've come to respect people, historians, people in the field even though I might not agree with them historically. But there's that level of respect. And sometimes that public eye does not see that level of respect. Let me continue my conversation by 
explaining what I mean by respect. The respect we have for each other, for what we do, for the challenges we all know that face, the historical society, historians, that kind of thing, we all know, we all get those struggles. But I don't think people realize, you know, and I'm not saying the older generation, I'm just saying some of the older generation of, say, middle school, high school, social studies teachers, not professors, um, think they know what's right, and they think they know where things are going to go, and they don't, right? Like, people take it upon themselves to move things. Do not do that. I think there's a, there's a gap between the historians now, the younger generation, and I'm talking like, you know, born in 1940, 39, 38. Those who are kind of still here are creating this blockade for the younger historians, in my own experience, to do work to do their own work. And it's sad, really, because there's nothing we can do, right? Like, people feel as though time, it's true. With time, as you get older, you grow wider, wiser and smarter. However, when a 23, 28, 30-year-old person is putting themselves through grad school, putting themselves through a doctorate, whatever the case is, they're going to know because they're going to know what is going on in the time and how things what things people care about you know I'm not saying a lack of respect for each other a lack of respect to let the next generation do what they are meant to do you know that word inclusive I know I've used it a lot in my podcast that is what history is turning into. It's not just history. It's the inclusive history. Inclusive narratives. That's the biggest key. And that's what some people forget sometimes. That they're so set in their ways that history is done this way. But that's not the case. We should be excited. You know? The older generation should be excited for this quest. I see this a lot, you know, some of those historians are very good and some of them are very excited for myself and other things because they understand this need, right? Like what is gonna happen if we don't continue our journey? I do think that there's a lack of better respect for the field of history, for historians. And with that being said, there's a lack of respect, I think, between generations of historians. 
you know, I mentioned this a little bit before, but there seems to be, like, I'm sure this is true with other professions, but I'm just speaking for myself. Other, you know, the older generation, some, not all, like I've said before, I've met some very, very good historians. You know, in how, whatever way you want to say generation, 10, 20 years, whatever the case may be, history is tough, right? Because different things and what goes into history is different to, you know, unique to itself. But how do we feel free to call, feel free to text, feel free to do everything? How do we make that transition easier? For them and for the future generation, you know, because here I am, you know, younger, part of the field, you know, it's tough, whatever the case is. And here I am trying to do what I can, yet people still tend to try to discount what those who are studying to become what they are discount the fact for who they are. And I think that's throughout fields. You know, I think you see it a lot in education. Um, you know, that we've, we've heard about it before, you know, I've talked about it before, the, the ivory tower. Um... You know, and the, the issues that that brings to education. You know, not so much the research and not so much history, the field of history, but the educational part of history. Now, when I say educational, obviously history is educational in all aspects of the name history. Because it's the past. It's learning, teaching the past. But how can we... make not only the past present but make the past feel less of a distant distant object for the public but also how can we make the next generation like myself of historians feel like you know that the older generation is not just appreciating but you know, acknowledging the handoff, per se, um, to run with it, right? You think of a handoff, you think of football, you think of a handoff, you run with it. So, you know, why is it hard to just let that happen? And, and embrace it, man. Like, embrace the youth. You know, I've always tried to say it. I always try to live by it. You embrace them, one, it'll keep you younger. Two, it'll remind you of how amazing life you've lived. And three, how far this world has come. Now, if you see it, you know, linear, wavy, progressive, not progressive, however you might see the world, it opens up more. Right? Like it opens up your own self ideas of the world, philosophy of the world, and it kind of lets you see things 
not just in a bigger bigger picture, but other perspectives. But you keep learning, and the more you learn, the more you can help. And I think that's one of the toughest things uh, in any field for anyone to do. You know, understand that if you can continue to learn, you can continue to help. this debate of planets you know historiography within history and if the public or how to make it easier for the public to understand and historiography is really just part of you know the profession and the field you know I wanted to just talk about it quickly and just think like it's going to sound really cliche but history is historiography right like we put our research, the historian's research, life work, whatever it may be, into a perspective, into context with historiography. You know, it's not really the other way around. You can't do historiography and then, I guess you, you could, but point is that they need each other. So you might not realize you're doing historiography, but you're doing historiography. Um, and I think that's one of the coolest things about the field. Is you, you're doing things that you never really thought, I guess, is a good way that you were doing before until you entered the field. So I, I think if historians can just make, have the public realize, you know, this is... You're doing this, in a way. Um, we can maybe understand each other better. Now, what I'm about to say is kind of cliche, you know, that we can learn have a better future by looking at our past now I'm not just saying history in general right like the world and the way I see history play out in all aspects of life I'm talking like self reflection daily like, as you reflect on your past life, you are literally looking at your heritage and your history. And it's hard to, sometimes, you know, that word gets misinterpreted, misinterpreted in a way where, you know, scholarly or in school or whatever, right? Like, whatever the case may be. And really, we all, we all see the past in a certain way. Whether it be family, the world, scholarly, not scholarly, enjoyment as a hobby, whatever it is, we look at the past on a daily basis. And sometimes, sometimes we forget about that. Because the past is just the day before. And I will before. 
two hours before. Whatever the case may be, right? So I think the word itself is a very powerful word that, you know, misunderstanding, misinterpreted by not historians, obviously, but, you know, maybe the public doesn't understand that. Understanding one's history, right? Like understanding your own history, your own heritage, your own past, your own family's past, your own heritage. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Because you can understand and one learn from it, take the good and leave the bad. So thanks for listening and thanks for following. Thanks for Anchor, right? Thanks for giving me this opportunity. A lot more episodes ahead. Um, I do believe Steve's going to be back. We have a couple episodes planned as they come to my head, you know, come and go. You know, podcast is becoming an art and it's really cool to see how far I've come and how far we still have to do as a podcast, as everything. So thanks, and I hope you enjoy this episode.